Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to SSL, the Forgotten Mourners podcast. For all of you who are the old heads of listening to this podcast, SSL is short for Surviving Sibling Loss. So from now on, I will refer to it as SSL, the Forgotten Mourners podcast. Hope you guys are doing well out there. I do have a new logo that I'm using. And if you have seen that logo versus seeing the picture of my dad and myself in in the picture of my brother... Uh, it is a blue logo with SSL on it, um, but it does spell it out on the podcast logo. So you're in the right place. You are amongst those who are forgotten mourners. If you never heard of that term, forgotten mourners means forgotten mourners. We are those people without a label. We have lost our first companion, our best friend, and sometimes they aren't even our best friend, but they are our historians at times, depending on your closeness and age, depending on how your family structure was set up. So whether your loss was by suicide, accident, tragedy, cancer, old age, stillborn, all of those different things, all of those different deaths, you are welcomed here. Now, my death was from a cancer death. And thank you for my neighbor for starting his car while I am recording. (laughs) It never fails. And that's kind of how life is. Things just happen so unexpectedly. And even when we do expect things, it doesn't turn out emotionally how we expected. And that has been our plight as siblings. If you are an only sibling and that was all that was left was you and your sister or your brother or your twin, you are welcomed here. It's a lonely life without your sibling, even though you may have worried about them, whether they have been in addictions or an adrenaline junkie in their lifetime, or were just terminally ill for a very long time. Now, I know there are some groups on Facebook, some very um, very specific groups where I've seen that have a lot of addiction death. You are also welcomed here. But again, there's a plethora of reasons of why our siblings are not here. Our grief is similar, but there are some different strands in how we are feeling. Some of us have gone on with life. Uh, Some of us have delayed grief. And some of us just have those moments where we have those quote unquote grief tsunamis. When those emotions overtake us, when we smell something, hear something, see something, or someone says something to us, 
that just overwhelms us in a time, in a moment, in a place. In the previous podcast, I have gone through my journey of grieving the loss of my brother. It has now been 23 years, April 10th, 1997, since I've grieved my brother's loss. But I didn't start until somewhere around 2000, 2001, when I started to grieve. And my body took some some very tough hits between anxiety attacks, between depression, a full year depression while in college, and between being in codependent relationships, being unable to let people go because I feel as though I need them somehow or they need me somehow in their life. Or it could be a control thing because when you're dealing with death of someone young or even old, there's a lack of control of life and death. There are certain parts in our life that we would love to control, and that is one of them that we cannot. We don't know neither the day nor the hour of only our, not only ourselves, but the people that we love. COVID has really brought that into the forefront about our mortality and our family's mortality. And every day I wake up very much thankful of the recoveries of friends and family, very much thankful of being able to breathe my own breath in the mornings and be COVID free every day. And my family, COVID free, my intermediate family, my mom and my dad. Thank you, Lord, for that. I'm hoping the same is true for you all. Or maybe COVID brought you here to this podcast. My condolences for you. I don't ever want to say welcome to this journey because it's not a fun welcome. It's not like going to a retreat. It's not like going to a resort. It's nothing like staying in a nice, quaint hotel. It is gritty. It's dirty. It hurts. It's lonely. It's isolating. So I say greetings. As we usher you into different parts of this grieving journey, which is never linear, we do see those linear type charts that was made by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And I'm here to tell you that things just don't go linear. There is no curriculum. There is no book. Although there are tons of books that you can read to get you along the journey. But it's not going to tell you specifically the steps. And then once you get finished with the book, you're all done with it. That's not how this journey works. If you've had other losses in your life before your sibling death, you know that is not how this works. It's not how any of this works. Twenty-three years for myself, for you, it might be longer. For you, it might have been twenty-three days ago. It's very raw. You may be in a fog or just operating in pilot mode. Autopilot, that is. 
not knowing how you got home, not how knowing when the last time you really took your medicine or you ate on time or what you were really feeling outside of being in a fog. I had to take a moment right there for you all and for myself. I have some reading to do. Um, There's a book out there called Surviving Sibling Loss or Sibling Death that I would love to read. I've also halfway read this book about death anxiety. It's very clinical based and it's very hard to read. It's not an easy read at all. So I put that book down just a little bit. Even though I am a clinical based person, I am a therapist by trade. I am also a grieving sister. So certain things like, no, that, that really doesn't hit well with me. What has helped you? What are some of the resources that you have used? Whether you are under 18 years old or over 18 years old, what are some of the resources that have helped you and some of those people who have helped you? Have you identified those people that are non-judgmental, that you could just sit and cry with? Or are you one of those closet people? Closet people can go both ways. Closet people are people who just wait till they are in their own home and close the door till they emote. They don't emote or they hold back at church or they hold back in front of people they love because they're so concerned about other people feeling what they feel and they don't want other people to be burdened by their sadness or their tears. They don't want people to be concerned about them. Those are the closet people. That was me. Except I really didn't grieve until I was away from home. And then there's the closet people. Okay, two types of closet people. Closet people being that they have engineered a mourner's closet or a prayer closet where they can go in, write down some things in their safe space closet, write down, pin them up on the wall, draw, paint, scream, have pillows in there, go to sleep, cry, emote, light candles, all those types of things that people may do. Those type of closet people are facing it head on when it gets really ugly, but behind a closet, inside of a closet, in their safe space, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with closing your door and being in your own house and emoting. There's nothing wrong with that. However, your feelings will not make other people feel sad. And if they do, they're not really able to, they're really not able to be present with you. Let somebody be sad in front of you. Just let them, let them just be, be, be quiet. I know that people have good intentions, but there's times where old folks would say, I'm just going to go over here and sit with Sister Odessa. And we need that all over again we need people to just sit with us at times and don't say nothing you ain't got to solve nothing my best friend 
is one of those people who have mastered not wanting to really solve anything about being sad. But she always has a good word. And it's not like she's trying to solve anything, but she has a really good word that doesn't just, doesn't make you feel judged. It just makes you feel like, okay, understood that. It hits you in the spirit. And that's how you know you got the right people around you. And we can laugh. Oh my goodness, we can laugh. When her dad died, I rushed to get down to West Tennessee to see her, to make sure she was not going to be alone, and to help navigate those little things. Those little things like picking up this, or going to pick up somebody, or staying back, or watching out, being on watch. And the funny thing is, we went to a drive-thru, or a Sonic, and we were sitting there, and I was eating a little too fast. (laughs) I got some food stuck in my throat, and I started coughing. And it wasn't like it was severe or anything like that. So I started coughing, and I realized that my best friend had gotten real quiet, and she's a nurse. She had gotten real quiet. And I was like, (laughs) coughing a little bit. And then (coughs) a little more forceful. And then I was free. And then I said to her, girl, I was choked. She said, why do you think I was quiet? I was sitting there there listening to you just to make sure. And we bust out laughing. Because I knew she did not move and it got quiet in the car. And it was like she was on watch for me. And I was down there to be on watch for her. (laughs) So we holler laughing. And this was the day of the funeral. Yes. So getting you people who... Just understand you spiritually and understand that you need a laugh. You need to cuss. You need to, you know, be able to function on that day, however that looks. I hope you have those people. If not, I pray that if you are a believer in God or the universe or serendipity, Pray that somebody is sent to you, no matter how long you've known them, but having that person sent to you to be able to speak to your spirit when you need it. I love you guys, and I'm so glad that you are here with SSL, the Forgotten Mourners podcast. I will talk to you soon, so stay tuned. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.